Welcome, welcome to the Thriving Artist Podcast. Today we will be joined once again by Kaylee Jolly, who has so much to offer you mom artists out there. If you are not a mom, this might be less applicable to you, but it's still an incredible cast to listen to because she talks about doing things differently than the past generation and that being okay and following joy as our guide instead of guilt and shame, which I feel so strongly about. And we get to hear about how her husband stays home with the kids, she works full time, and how they got to that place where they were doing it their way. It's so crazy how we do so much as humans that's just based on what people in the past have done. So we just feel like that's the way it has to be. So getting outside of those cultural limits that have been placed on us and uh, finding our own way. So we will jump right in. It was the beginning of what I would like to call the great spiritual upheaval slash awakening. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> I've never called it that before, but it, that is exactly what it was. Okay. So at this point, I was very angry and that as as many people probably know in your community is um just part of the grief process i was grieving a belief system that i had held for a very very long time and was at the beginnings of dismantling that belief system and that belief system i guess was just i you know had grown up thinking motherhood was and if 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 these are terms you have never heard, tell me, because I'm sure you have the highest and holiest calling. Um, I grew up thinking it would fulfill me. I grew like fully, like it would fill all the gaps for me. Like, and I don't think that was ever fully expressed. It's just somehow I interpreted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I've since realized I'm like, I did not make this up. Like, I don't know if it was like subtext or just fully text like people culture culture you know people like we just like make up stuff like it needs to be this way because other people are doing it that way and so we need to too right yeah it's complicated I've never thought about the fact that the word cult is in culture isn't that funny yeah yeah put chew on that one for a minute (laughs) but um I all of these things like that motherhood was the most important thing I would do. It's the most important work, yada, yada, yada belief systems that I think are important and that a lot of people hold dear. And I do not want to like disparage that, but it was a belief system that did not work for me. That idea that motherhood was going to be the end all be all. I was so unhappy and so unfulfilled. I was here with this sweet little boy who was anything but typical. We have since found out he is on the autism spectrum, but like that is hard. That is very hard. And then I had this sweet little girl that I was trying to take care of, but was also a baby. Babies are hard. And I was, yeah, yeah, babies are real hard. And so I was miserable and I was really angry that I was never that I didn't feel like I was ever taught how to be a woman, how to be a person, how to, you know, live a life that was mine and nobody else's. I do have a question with that, with like, you you were saying womanhood, like you weren't, you weren't taught how to be a woman. And is part of that for me, I've been thinking a lot about boundaries 
And like, as a mother, as a wife, as a person with friendships, with everything, I just like, I had always seen that like women are supposed to just be so loving and self-sacrificial. That is a good woman, right? Yes. And and that is not just within the Christian culture that we grew up in. I think that stems from a larger, broader cultural context. So sure. Sure, sure, sure. So what did you learn about boundaries? Where are you at right now with boundaries? I would also love to hear you talked about that you and Parker are now like, like pretty good at like the co-parenting thing. And if you both, cause he's, he's working full-time too, right? No, he is. Oh. Well, let me say this. He is working full-time as a stay-at-home parent. Yeah. So he, and so like, I want to make that very clear. He is working full-time as a stay-at-home parent. Yeah. It's a, yeah. 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 Whoa. So, oh man, I would just, I, I have so many questions. I know you probably want to finish. <laughs> you no, finish- you're fine. This is actually really helpful. So like we okay. got into this space where it was like great spiritual awakening, the things were not working for me and I was angry about it. So I feel like that's a good place to stop and answer some of these other questions. And then I okay. can kind of go back. Okay. Me too. So it's fine. Go ahead. So no, I should let you finish. Well, yeah. it's, I'm trying to, well, it's, it's. You're trying it's, to it's, decipher. Okay. Okay. Well, it's hard to piece out like, because a lot of it was so rooted in my, my, my own personal, like spirituality slash religion, like, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the spiritual practices that I was using no longer worked for me. But, um, I remember getting to a point where I was in, I was, I just traveled, we traveled to California for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. This is Thanksgiving 2019. So this is before the pandemic, which that's a whole other thing. Um, but we traveled to California and I remember, so again, grew up in a conservative Christian culture, very much believed in God, Jesus, etc. Um, and I remember praying for help because my baby wasn't sleeping and I was so tired and I was so depleted. Yeah. And I, my baby didn't go to sleep. And I just felt like, why am I doing this? Like I, and I, I, I still have a really complicated relationship with prayer. Like I, I, I'm open to the, anyways, that's again, that's why it's so hard because so much of it is intertwined with everything else. Like my creative journey. Oh, no, 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 no. This podcast is very like spiritual. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's all these things. So you good to talk about what you want to talk about. It's working on your art from the inside out. This is, this is what we do. Oh, and it's all, (laughs) and I feel like it's important to recognize that like, and this is what, something I learned in therapy. It was, she's like, none of this is not related. Absolutely. I've, I fully believe that. Yeah. A double yeah. negative, but it's like, it is all related. Yeah. It's all related, you yeah. know? So, um, and I think that's, what's beautiful about all of it and hard. I'm not, I say beautiful from a place of like hindsight yeah. in the moment. It was not beautiful. So mm-hmm. like, if you're in that place where you're like, this is so far from beautiful, it's like, yeah, it is agreed. I agree. Um, <clears throat> Anyways, so I remember getting home from that trip. My mom had picked us up. I was in the back seat of her car in the middle, squished between two car seats. 
and my baby was crying. My two-year-old was probably also upset. I don't know. We'd just gotten off a plane and I was trying to reach into my bag um, to get something for my baby and my seatbelt had locked and I was like trapped and it was the most physical manifestation of how I felt emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally and to the point that I literally like like screamed not like blood curdling but like I let out a very visceral very animal like scream yeah. and my mom and as I was doing it I was aware it was a literal cry for help like I knew I was like I want them to understand like them meaning my mother and my spouse yeah I am not okay and as I did that my mom first of all, and I love my mother, but I also, anyways, so my mom was like, whoa, geez, Kaylee, like, you know, like it was not like a, are you okay? Like, what do you need right now? It was like, geez, Kaylee, like what's mm-hmm. going on? Da, da, da. Like, it was very much like, like I could have just said, I need help right now. Instead I screamed, like, I don't know. <laughs> we, we do crazy things when we're desperate. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to ask for help. It is hard. Yes. Um, but you learn when you get desperate. So, <laughs> but I, um, I remember getting out of the car and my mom saying, well, have you asked for a blessing within the culture that we grew up in? A blessing is something that is given by a man. Uh, and it's, uh, supposed to be, a, it can be a comfort. It can be, it's, Like the man is a conduit. How does one explain this? The man is a conduit for deity, for God, um, and gives comfort in that way. Mm -hmm. And I told my mom, I was like, what good is that going to do me? And I looked at it and it was just like, I didn't need tender mercies. I didn't need little nudges from a deity. I needed profound help with my children. I needed a profound intervention with parenting my children. And so, um, you know, go through 2020. It's, it's a, a huge disaster for all human beings. Crapshoot, call crapshoot. Like there was, there were some other choice words in my head. (laughs) I had one friend, she's, uh, she looked at me and she's like, it was a cluster F. She's uh, like, that's what it was. And I was like, yes, yes, yeah, it was. Yes. Um, end of 2020. So 2020 is just difficult for everybody for many different reasons. You know, mm-hmm. we're all collectively dealing with some grief, with some trauma. At the end of 2020, we get our, my son's autism diagnosis, okay. which came out of left field for us because mm-hmm. we'd been in contact with our speech therapist and she was like, I've worked with kids on the spectrum and this is so, he's not, hmm. you know, this just doesn't seem like spectrum anyways. Um, so I, I guess I should rewind a little bit. So I jumped ahead a little bit. So January, 2020 COVID has not quite hit us yet. I am miserable. I'm still in that space where I am unhappy And I had just gotten like this fun little freelance project from a friend of mine to help with her um, Instagram platform. And it was 
it was just little glimmers of like a thing that I liked doing. I was doing a lot of like floral sketches and just, it was fun. And I was like, this feels like a thing I should be doing. And mm-hmm. I actually, at that point went to a life coach and she said, the things that light you up, the things that you're enjoying, she's like, that is a very good indicator of why you are put on this earth. Yeah. Agreed. And so coming from that perspective, we move into mid-January and my husband loses his job. Not COVID related, just on, you know, it was a complicated situation, but he lost his job. And I remember being so angry, like that he had lost his job. And I went out with a friend of mine and was chatting with her and was just talking about how angry I was. And she said, Kaylee, you are not helpless. You have a degree. Like you can get a job. And I was like, you are right. Yeah. And it was at dinner with my friend that I texted my old boss mm. and said, Hey, cause I kept in contact. I'd worked with some, with her on some projects. Like I'd been a contractor and I said, do you need somebody to help out right now? And she's like, actually, yes. Like mm. we are looking to hire a temp position right now. Are you interested? I was like, yes, yes, I am. And so that was the beginning of me going back to work. I was a temp uh, for a little bit over a year. And then I ended up coming back into the position that I left originally. The person who replaced me took a different job mm-hmm. and I went back into that spot. So mm-hmm. um, so there's that story. And I don't know that that, I, I feel like that tells you the background. Yeah. Um. Now I feel like your questions might lead us into a space of like how I overcame some mom guilt. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and we don't even, I mean, I, I, I think I see a broad picture now of just like, yeah, no, 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 no. Breaking point. This is like way hard and not, yeah. no, no. Which I have some like questions and thoughts about like, yeah. I just, I want, like, I wonder like, why was it so easy for the generations before us? Why does it, is it just that they bottled it all in, but how did they all not get like crazy sick yeah. and have all these problems? Because like I, so many of us, so many of us are, are in this space. Um, Ruth is going to start teaching women and mothers because I, yeah, it was a surprise for her too of like, like Ruth, hard- Ruth, Ruth, the friend, like our buddy, yeah, our buddy, Ruth. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 Wait, yeah. So she's doing what? Oh, she's going to start coaching moms who need help in this, you know, like finding oh, themselves or whatever. It, girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Cause <laughs> I, I just feel like so many of us are in that. Yeah. Just can relate to that. So I think that will be really powerful to hear you talk so openly about, those feelings. Um, but yeah, I just wonder, I mean, I've read some, so I've gotten kind of into like woo woo hippie stuff Oh, I love and it. the, cool. the energetic shift that seems to have happened for our generation has brought this about. So maybe it was like, okay for them and it felt okay for them, but for us, and I wonder if part of it is just like, there is all this turmoil and we need to like reach out to each other instead of like in in our own separate homes doing this building and kids and whatever but now like we have like w- the mothers are needed to reach I don't know a different it's just different right it's just different yeah. so yeah. I think coming to that acceptance has helped me be like okay that's like it's not that 
uh, we're doing anything. I could, I could see mm. our parents' generation being like, that's so selfish of you guys. Or like, we did it. I had like 10 kids. How come it's so hard for you? Like, I hear that voice in my head a little bit sometimes. Yes. But now I'm realizing, no, like we are just called for different things. And that feeling that you said of like lighting up when you do something, like feeling alive and invigorated. And I've noticed when I have those moments, when I do return to my motherly duties and my kids and stuff I feel so much it's just like nicer and more like more patient and just like I just it's necessary for me but anyways can I can I interject don't lose that question that you're about to ask but I do want to interject um from because I've thought a lot about this and I remember my brother-in-law saying like he, he was one of eight kids and he's like, yeah, we're just more selfish in this generation. And I've thought about that a lot. Mm-hmm. We are not. Okay. I disagree with that profoundly. I okay. think part of it is a women, um, opportunities were not as open, right? I mean, you have your, uh, I'm not a feminist scholar by any means. And hopefully the word feminist does not trigger your audience. I know for me at a point in my life, the word feminist would have triggered me, (laughs) but I I'm not a feminist scholar by any means, but I know there was, you know, like the feminist movements of the sixties and the seventies. And that was in the broader culture. Right. I don't think that trickled down into like, you know, small town Christian life. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's taken a, a long time. So I think part of it was just like, life was a little less complex mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that people were less complex because I think we were all still complex but it's like there was not that globalization you know you didn't have your technology you didn't have a lot of women weren't privy to what opportunities they had or could have mm. oh, okay so I but I also I remember talking to my grandmother and she just like that's just what we did you know huh. we just like had babies raised kids and that was just what we did you know and she grew up in small town Idaho and so I think I don't know I think it's complicated but I also don't think it's an indicator that they are less selfish and that we are more selfish I think you're right I think a lot of people probably did stuff down a lot of feelings I think a lot of people didn't have words or vocabulary for what we now have the vocabulary for. Mm. Therapy was very um, taboo. Like people just didn't have, I think we just learned a lot more. I think we've learned a lot more, but I also think as a result of learning a lot more, parenting has become more difficult because I don't think in the sixties, they knew quite how profoundly difficult parenting was. They didn't know that I mean, a lot of people were still smoking and drinking while they were pregnant. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that goes to show you, and that's not to say that like these people were terrible. It was just, they didn't have the science or the social science to back up like attachment theory or, or, you know, just the, the fact that, um, you know, that profound role that you, like a parent does play in a child's life. And so because they didn't have to be quite as helicoptery, quote unquote, Mm, they, they, maybe weren't spread as thin with one child. And so they could have 10 children. And then, you know, you get to a point where you have so many kids that the older kids are then taking care of the younger kids. And yeah, it's, it's complicated, but I don't think it's a matter of selfishness and unselfishness. I think it's just, you know, like you said, I like that idea of an energetic shift, but I also think it is this, it's just, we just have different information. We're living in a different realm and age, you know, like, 
people died in childbirth in the 1800s. Like, does that mean that people were, I, I think it's just a matter of like, we have since learned a lot of different knowledge. We've learned to wash our hands. We've learned proper techniques, like, and it's just different, you know? So cool. Sorry, that was no. You're good. I just I'm just so wordy, and I just have so many opinions about it's this. It's great. It's great. Um, but yeah, I want to know now with you guys where like I don't want to say role reversal, but yes, role reversal to what yeah. we grew up okay. in and culturally. Yep. Um, so you come home from work, and then like, what does this look like? Do you? What is the tug? Is there a tug of war of diapers and I you know like what what (laughs) um so it's actually funny because I like to say that that situation when my husband lost his job was the universe telling us that we needed to switch things up he Mm -hmm. was profoundly unhappy in a job Mm -hmm. he has since realized that he had undiagnosed ADHD Mm -hmm. so being in an office setting was miserable for him doing what he was doing was miserable for him. And this is his story to tell, but in a lot of ways, he um, also put on this role of self-sacrifice just because of his family dynamic. Yeah. He laid in like, he was the youngest, you know? And so he, um, again, his story, but I think as a result, he never really fully understood what he liked doing. And so he went into a job, into a profession that he didn't actually like that was killing him. Um, and so not literally killing yeah. him, but you know, and so I think that this was just, you know, God, the universe's way of saying like, this is not working. And yeah. I've, I've really thought about that. I'm like, this was some divine intervention, whatever that looks like. I'm still kind of trying to figure out how I feel spiritually oh, yeah. about like- divinity. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 No, I just, sorry. I just, sorry. I just have been thinking a lot about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that when there are problems, so culturally we were taught like problems are a test, you know, you just, you endure it. You just get through it. Right. You just keep, keep pushing through, um, to the end. Yes. But it was a misinterpretation. I don't know. I'm sure your communities probably grew up similarly to us. So Uh like this, that vocabulary is going to be very familiar to them, but Um, the phrase that we grew up hearing (laughs) but as I've shifted my beliefs completely in the way that I look at struggles and trials now I'm seeing all these ways in which oh it like makes total sense and it feels right um of just like when things are going smoothly like it's like you're following your blueprint your purpose or whatever you know like things you were meant to do but then like when there are problems it's an indicator that something is off that something needs to change and I find that happening to me like on a daily basis even of like okay like I'm I'm forcing this I'm not getting anywhere like sometimes if you sit down like creatively if you sit down and you're like I need to solve this creative problem I need to come to a solution and then you don't get anywhere as opposed to like you sit back and like let it come to you you know like do other things or like follow what you feel like doing then like it helps like it comes in a more natural way so just this like flowy hippie mentality that I've been coming to of just it's just fascinating so I like that that like okay we have these problems what what needs to change here um so does he love parenting is he is he is he enjoying it what's Um, what's it like I wouldn't say he loves parenting okay I 
I think he just has, um, he likes the flexibility of being at home. Mm. So he has a bit of a rhythm. He also has a higher tolerance and a higher threshold for the physical input, the sensory input, the, the noise input. He has a, to- a higher threshold for that. Yeah. I do not. So Me my, too. It's the cousin, sensitive type. I think it's the artistic type. There's like yeah. studies and stuff about sensitive people, which I didn't like the term because it was like, oh, I'm like this emotional, like sensitive. like weepy all the time. No, I am weepy, <laughs> but I'm very in control. Like, I know it's up. I, I I'm very emotionally aware, uh-huh. but yeah, I just can't. It's a lot for me. It yeah. taps me out very, very quickly. I've also learned I do not like taking care of my kids. That does not mean I don't love my kids. I just don't like taking care of them. And that's okay. I'm not. um, Some people love being needed by other people. Right. That was never me. And I think that traditionally that that idea of women love being needed has Mm -hmm. just been a blanket statement for women. Some women do. True. Some women do not. Right. I'm not one of those women. Anyway, so um, he so that, that flexibility of schedule has been nice for him. He, it has also allowed him. And I I imagine that a lot of your listeners might be in this space. It's allowed him the space to figure out what he loves to do. Cool. Okay. Him the space to explore and to oh. go to different avenues and routes. And thus far we've landed on a space of he loves to create ice cream. Cool. <laughs> Not- going but he loves doing that he he's like honestly in another life i probably should have pursued food science like Whoa. Have done. <laughs> so he's i know isn't that funny i was like yeah. i have no idea but um oh i want to i want to give that to david that's my dream right now is to be able to retire him but retire <laughs> oh it's funny so yeah he so that's where he's at and it's it's funny because I come home from a long, quote unquote long day at work, you know, and I, it's so funny because I think about like the old sixties, like housewives. And I think about, I, I specifically think about Mad Men. I did not watch a lot of Mad Men because it made me really sad, but like, uh-huh. I just remember like the Don Draper, you know, coming home, sitting in his chair you know, dinner's on the table. His wife is looking pristine. Absolutely. Lots of whiskey. And I'm like, I could see why men were got very used to this, you know, because I come home and I'm like, I'd love to just sit down. I'd love to be like, I had a hard day at work, honey. And Parker does cook dinner, but we've been very, very mindful about how we, um, divide and conquer our home and our children and we've make sure we I feel like I check in on a weekly if not like multi-day basis in a week on how is everything's feeling for you is everything feeling fair like Mm. I I um and we also have divided and conquered in ways because like he doesn't mind shopping for groceries I hate it I profoundly hate shopping for groceries he doesn't mind it it's uh-huh. not a big deal for him so he is the one who manages that and he um uh, cooks dinner you know and like I I try not to have expectations on him just because if I come home and dinner isn't ready it's like that's fine I get it you you had a rough day with the kids like I've been there yeah 
figured out. We've eaten a lot of McDonald's over the past few two years. By we, I mean the kids. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, so you just anyways, and oh my gosh, we're almost at. I've been talking to you for so long. I'm sorry. You're um, great. But yeah, so we just look at what needs to be done around the house and we just play to our strengths. Like he deals with the finances, not because I'm a woman and I can't do it, but because homeboy went to a uh, school for accounting and has master's degrees in it. So like, yeah, he's going to do that. Like, cool. but I am a much more, I'm a bit more de- detail oriented. So like, I'm the one who packs when we go and visit my in-laws in California. I'm the one who manages that. Like I, um, the one who typically folds the clothes, like I, because I'm, I have a system, you know? Okay. And so oh, okay. when it comes to like deep cleaning the house, like I'm the one who does that. So like, we all just have strengths and weaknesses and we just try to play into those strengths. And if there's ever overlap with Parker, where he doesn't like doing a job, I don't like doing a job. We just try to figure out how to balance it. So Do you come home and feel like you need to then take on <clears throat> like taking care of the kids because he's been taking care of the kids all day? I mean, I come home and I, 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 the way I phrase it is I come home to my second job, which is being a parent. And so I, um, I, it's why I'll, I'll sidetrack back to Vienna talking about going to Vienna. That's why when I went to Vienna, I, I feel like I didn't, first of all, I slept on the plane, so I didn't experience a ton of jet lag. But I, I was talking to my coworkers. I was like, are you kidding? I'm way more jet lagged at home dealing with my kids. And that's in my natural time zone. <laughs> like, yeah. and also going to Vienna, it was like, I'm only working one job. Like I'm off the clock after my job is over. Like yeah. I'm not working two jobs here. This is incredible. Like, yeah, it wasn't a vacation. I was working, but it was also like, anyways. So, but yeah, no, I come home and I'm on the clock as a parent. Like I'm at my second job. That's how I, we phrase it. So, hmm. hmm. So yeah, I try to sit with my oh, kids, cool. but like, I also, um, we have somebody who comes over as part of Calvin's, uh, therapy. So he's in ABA therapy right now. And we have a behavior tech that comes over after on, on weekdays. So she's here, which has helped a significant amount. It's helped us to be able to like, to be able to have dinner on the table because when it was like, one parent to two children. And this is when my children were even younger than they are now. Like it was very, very hard to try to navigate getting dinner on the table and managing two children who are, you know, varying levels of hunger or anger or fighting each other. So yeah. Yeah, Dinner time is I'm getting better at like making it so (laughs) simple, but for a long time, yeah, it was wild wild this just chaos and stress and just something yeah. something around dinner like the the pressures or something yeah not from my husband but from so oh, i get it society it societal pressures and i actually feel like dinner is maybe where i have my most mom guilt the little amounts that i do have because mm-hmm. i do worry like they have very limited diets and i have just my, I, whenever I express this to Parker, because he is largely in charge of giving the kids meals. Right. And we, we actually disagree on some of the things like, but I also understand he's the parent at home. I have about a 30% say in this. I've had to relinquish a lot of control and that's okay because it's Mm. preserved my mental health. And so 
I say, okay, like this is where I feel this is my opinion, whatever. And there are times where there are battles that we're like, no, this is my boundary. Like I, I don't, this is something that is very important to me. And I think we need to make sure we're doing this, this or this or whatever. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Oh, you're so cool. You're the breadwinner with your oh, art talent. <laughs> it's so cool to me. The breadwinner. That's so funny. But also I gotta be honest though. It's very empowering to be like, I am making the money for my family, but I also just want to like validate, like if there are women listening, because it sounds like mostly women listen to your podcast. If there are women listening and they are, um, the ones at home, you also have a job. If you're miserable in that job at being at home, that is a problem. But if you like doing that, like one of my best friends, she loves being at home. She's a little like Parker. Like she loves the fluidity, the flexibility. She loves being able to take her kids outside. Like she would hate being in an office. And so she's very much in a good space for her, but like, I hated that, you know? And so anyway, I, yeah, it's all about figuring out what is best for you because yeah, I, I think it's beautiful too. The people who are super content serving their kids and giving it all. But like you said, it's motherhood is like, 90% like the changing diapers, making sure they're fed, organizing, like taking care of someone. Um, For me, I've been enjoying like the parts of motherhood that I love and then just like having quality time doing those things. So for me, I like like talking with my kids or like those like cute little snuggling moments, not necessarily like trying to get them dressed or bathed or brush their hair. You know, those things are draining to me, but focusing on the parts of parenting that I love, but somebody who loves taking care of someone else, I think that's really beautiful. So, and like way to go, way to play into what you enjoy doing. And so I think that it's just a matter of being aware of what works for you. And so, and that's one thing I've tried to do is it's like, I, I'm a good enough mom. Am I a perfect mom? No, but I'm a good enough mom. I love my kids. I apologize. I think that's also really important. Like whenever I make a mistake, like if I've like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a yeller. I've yelled at my kids and I try really hard. If I have yelled at my kids to be like, look, I'm really sorry. This is what mommy was going through. Mm-hmm. I was experiencing overwhelm. I was hungry. I had big feelings. I had big feelings and yeah. I want you to understand that I love you. And I was frustrated. Like, yeah. I'm sorry that I yelled though. I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. see, that's great parenting. That's great parenting. Good job. Like, I, I lean into the the bits that I'm good at, but like, I also like, like my son and I, we like to do Legos together. That's one thing. Cool. That I'm of her. And I lean into that. I'm like, I'm really good at parenting a child who wants to do Legos. I'm really good at that. Nice. Check. And like, (laughs) but it's like, am I a perfect parent? No, my kids have definitely heard me swear. In fact, there've been times where I'm like, Ooh, Daphne, that's an adult word. That's a mom (laughs) word. Um, (laughs) And like my kids have been yelled at like my kids. Yeah. So I know we're about running out of time. Are you going to wrap? I don't know. I feel like I have so much more to say. And don't you worry. We continued to chat and you'll have another episode next week with Kaylee Jolly. She's wonderful, isn't she? It's so refreshing to hear her talk so honestly about her experience. So I hope you guys 
feel seen, feel normal as an imperfect parent, and uh, see how you can design your life to fit your needs and what your soul longs to do because not everyone is fit for full-time motherhood. I mean, we'll all be full-time moms, just our hours can be spent doing different things and still be a great mom. So I hope you guys feel that today. And if you're struggling to find that balance between your art career and motherhood, we are having a three-day live well, virtually live, <laughs> uh, Artist Moms Conference. So if you're a mom and an artist and you're trying to juggle the two, let's come together, let's talk, let's discuss. And my goal is at the end of this conference, I want you to have a schedule and a picture of exactly what a beautiful balance would be like for you with motherhood and your career and a schedule and a plan of how to get there because yeah sometimes we focus too much on what we don't want what we aren't feeling good about which is which is often our reality instead of focusing on what we do want because then we can get closer to experiencing that so if that sounds fun to you please click the link and I would love to have you there in this three-day virtual conference for mom artists so Hope to see you there. Bye.